happening? Good morning. It is a wonderful day to listen to Stay Uncomfortable. This is Johan and... It's your boy O. And how is everyone doing today? I really hope everyone's doing nice. Real nice. Everybody's doing great. Yeah. Except for you. Because I'm still sick. Yes. He's still sick since last week. You yeah, know. It's, it's annoying. It's it's annoying, but, you know, as long as I'm not sick, that's all that matters, you know. And I'm playing. I hope you get better. I really do. I'm trying now. I'm carrying, like, Dayquil on me like it's a gun. <laughs> Dayquil. Got that thing on me. Got that. that that's for that's for kids, bro. Bro. Let me be. Nightquil at all times. That's what I'm saying. It's for nighttime. That Nightquil severe, bro? Son. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm not sick. All right, buddy. You know, you know the deal. <laughs> One to ten. One to ten. Uh, all right. For all right. For those that are just listening, we always do this weekly rating where we rate how we're feeling throughout the week uh, on a scale of one spirituality, uh, mental, men- mental health slash emotionally and physically. So go. Right. So uh, spiritual. I'm gonna give myself a nice eight. Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna give myself an eight. Uh, emotionally. I'm gonna give myself a a eight two. Yesterday was a nice day for me. It was your birthday. Yes, it was. My guy is forty eight. Yeah, man, it's two years closer to fifty, bro. <laughs> now we're just playing. He turned what twenty eight? I, I turned twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Uh, yeah, that was that was that. Uh, and um, physically, I'm a seven. I feel I feel all right. Good. That's good. I like that. How about yourself, man? Physically, I'm still... Physically, I'm going to give myself like a six. Even though I am sick, like I was last week, but I feel like I am a little better. Right. So last week, I think I was like a four. Okay. like that. Um, So spiritually, I give myself a seven. I give myself a seven and a half. Seven and a half, yeah. Okay. And then physically... I give myself, I give myself, did I say physically already? Yes. Why are you correcting me? You just let me keep on rolling. Hey, I'm just letting you roll. No, bro. it's emotionally and, and mentally. So yeah. mentally and emotionally, I'm a good, I'm a solid, I'm a solid six and a half. Okay. Yes. Not bad. Seems like the numbers are either progressing or staying there, but we're not going back, so that's good. Um, I feel like you got a question for me today. I do have a question for today, and I have a question for the live as well. Okay. And this question is intentionally because, you know, many times we we bring ourselves down, and I think self-talk is very important. So I'm going to ask you, one time we had an episode called The Red Flags. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, not necessarily what are your green flags, but I'm going to ask you what are your three strengths that you feel you have. Do you know that this is like the hardest question in a job interview, right? Okay. Like, what are your three strengths? <laughs> I mean, if you got two, that's fine. That's fine as well. No, uh, I think I could speak to my strengths. Uh, I'm curious to know also what the live, like, what are you guys' strengths as well? I want to know you guys a little better. Yeah. Um, well, when it comes to strengths, I feel like I'm a good communicator as to what I'm feeling. Okay. Like, I can, I, I, I am not intimidated by taking pauses to make sure that I could just think before I say something. Right. 
And uh, I feel like that's a strength that I've had to develop over time because I was actually hot-headed when it came to speaking. Okay. I said a lot of unnecessary things, you know. So now I can filter out information, uh, understand myself a little bit more, and make sure that what I'm saying, for the most part, is what I'm trying to communicate. Because mm-hmm. it's real easy to, to just say something and then, oh, that's not what I meant to say. Right. But you said it, though. Yeah, you still said it. Yeah. So there's that. Um... Another strength strength I have is there is no argument that's too big that I don't realize that this is not worth my time. And what I mean by that is I will always, always resort to humility if need be. Okay, that's a good strength. Yeah, like, that's another thing I've had to develop because pride is a hell of a drug. It's, you got that right. Yeah, it's, it's, it used to be something like it was this overbearing force over my, you know, me, whatever I engaged in, but now it's like just one of those things that are, that I have to like shut down a little bit every now and then. Like, all right, you're doing too much type thing. But that's one. That's your second. Yeah, that's my second. And my third one is I understand the concept of I would rather regret doing something than not doing something. Mm. You so you consider yourself like a risk taker? Yes, I just go for it because I I feel like before I was a little bit more afraid of oh, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? Right. But now I'm more afraid of what if it could have worked and I didn't do it. Mm. So those are good. Those, those are good strengths to have. Yeah, I know you got more in you, but we're just gonna leave it at three for now. Yeah. What about yourself, man? Um, my three strengths that I consider that I have, I think I'm very, number one, I think I'm very level-headed. I, I try my best to really, whenever I'm in a situation, assess it before anything. Right. Instead of just acting out of emotion. So, you know, like we always say, the most, the, the most true and real emotion is anger. And I have, I feel like I sometimes, like I said, you know, we all have it, we're human. I try my best to really, when I am approached with it. To just take a deep breath and realize that it's just not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, I think I am. I'm gonna say, understanding. I think that's another one of my strengths. Yeah. Even if I haven't lived through a situation when somebody's speaking to me about anything, mm-hmm. I feel like I can I can really understand and I can have some sense of empathy. Or sympathy is well, not sympathy, you know, empathy. Yeah. As well towards that person, even no matter what they're telling me. Okay. And I think I'm somebody who's very, also very motivated. I think that's one of my strengths, and I can, I like, I like being able to motivate others as well. Slash, also, I like being able to help people with their issues. I can attest that all those are true. Thank you. Yeah. And one more I want to just sprinkle on there. You you lack, in a good way, you lack judgment. Like, you don't really, you're not out here judging people for what they do, even if they mess up, whatever. You're, like, very graceful. Mm. That's what it is. You're, you're a very graceful person. Uh, Manny dropped a couple in the chat, so let's read them. Manny says, slow to anger, great communicator. Don't hold money in extremely high regard. You like sharing it. Those are the makings of a great man. But he was asking me for 20 bucks. 
Well, he doesn't. He doesn't hold it in high regard. You know, he said, "Let him hold 20, whatever. Um, just so you know, I feel like this is an important thing to dialogue about because we really, really love to accentuate the negative traits that we have about ourselves. They're just so easy to do because yeah. it's, it's out there. It's it's like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. You're going to be exposed for what you're not good at. But then the good traits, when we when we're asked about them, like so if somebody asks you, "Hey, what's your flaws?" Like clockwork, you know them all right, right away because you're constantly reminded of your flaws. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to your good traits, that's not something that comes up as much in conversation because it's like, okay, you know, I guess. Um, I'm all right at this. Yeah. I think we confuse that with humility too a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, you don't have to be fake humble about that. It's, yeah. It's, it's just who you are, you know? Yeah. The, there are good parts about you. And I feel like if we hone into that, bro, I feel like it's like those will be even more accentuated in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, if we think, like, okay, so I guess people say I'm humble. Let me try to walk in this humility that people say I have. Right. And then you're going to be more self-conscious and more, you know, situationally aware of where you are walking in that humility. Mm-hmm. And now it's one of those things where you want to make it a, a flagship character trait. Like, you want to make sure that you're humble. Yeah. And you're going to notice when you step out of line because that's the thing. If we don't understand that, we're going to be stepping out of line all the time. So, good conversations to be having. Yes, sir. Um, if anyone is married... Whoever's listening to this, I'm gonna, I have a little challenge for you. Go, oh, man. Go, oh, boy. Go ahead and ask your spouse what they think their strengths are. Have a productive, wholesome conversation. Leave any criticism out of it. This is not the time that we're, that we're going to talk about our flaws. Ask them, hey, what do you think there are three strengths about you? Don't even say about me. What do you think about you? Self-talk is more important than we think. Like, yeah. we think it's very cliche to be down at a moment. And, oh, as people told me, you got to pick yourself up. Or people tell you, you got to pick yourself up. But self-talk is more important. And it has a lot of power. We just, you know, we think it's cliche. So we're just like, eh. You know, we don't we don't really act on it. Mm-hmm. We, don't even, we don't even try. But it's important when you have those days to really look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, you are you are an important member of society. You have good qualities. You have good traits. You, and you should start acting on that. Exactly. Type thing. It's like, for me, a positive affirmation only goes as far as a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, uh, you're a good communicator, for example. You know how to talk to people, and people like engaging with you. The challenge would be put that to use. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you communicate things to people. Even make them feel good. Yeah. It's that easy. So, so like, even, for example, something I started doing, okay. I, I haven't had a lot of people in my life really tell me, like, I feel this way about myself. Mm-hmm. But if that was to come, like, I've learned to ask this question, and it's, okay, tell me or something right now that you like about yourself. Take your time. Just tell me something that you really like about yourself, because I'm not going to allow you to talk bad about yourself. Right. So now you're going to, I'm going to have to jumpstart a whole different type of mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to improvise it, yep. but it's not even really improvising because it's something that you have to like look inward yeah. to, to actually talk about. Exactly. So yeah, inward inward uh, vision is very important. I feel, especially if we're going to, uh, if, especially if we're going to be people in relationships, whether it be men in in marriages, mm-hmm. women in marriages, mm-hmm. 
professional relationships, right? Whatever the case might be, we have to be very sure to to give ourselves the the ability to recognize the good parts about us. Mm-hmm. It's just important. And Manny said, "If you guys have the time, of course we have time. Which green flag or trait would you like to have that you don't currently have? Which green trait I would like to have that you do not currently have?" That's a good question. Man. That's a good question. Yeah. And I'm here thinking not because I have everything, but because I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. So, what green... I don't I don't know, to be honest. I would have to give myself some time to think about that one. I feel like my... I actually have okay, one. Okay, I got one. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, I wish I was more... I wish I was more... I wish I was more of a, either a handyman mm-hmm. or had more of the patience to learn how to how to do those how things? to do certain things. Okay, because I'm gonna be honest, I am not I am not the most handyman. We can att- we can we can we can correlate that to maybe me having a lack of father figure in my life who didn't teach me to do things with my hands. Okay, but I am I'm very much okay. Something's broken. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it's something very simple like a door or something like that. Like I can I can fix certain things, but right. when it comes to maybe plumbing, mm-hmm. something like that, or or just something a little more advanced, I'm the okay. We gotta pay for this type of thing, right? Because I just don't have the tolerance to sit there and figure it out. Okay, that's uh, that's definitely understandable. So I wish I had. I wish I was more that. Yeah. Uh, to speak speaking to that. It's uh, I feel like the fact that you even have the desire to do that because mm-hmm. I know men who are just like, nah, we can pay for it. We're paying for it, mm-hmm. you know. But it's actually such a good thing to know how to use your hands, yep. to know how to work around the house. Like this past week, I've been doing so many things around the house, and it's like I didn't know how to do any of that before. I had to learn out of necessity because it was just too many things for me to keep paying for them. Yeah. So, so you know, but I definitely understand that desire and the fact that you have that. That's a good thing. You know, it, it does show that's a manly quality to want to do those things. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, as for me, I wish I had much better time management. I procrastinate like no one else. I still get things done, which I feel like is a bad thing because I feel like, okay, I know I'm going to get it done either way. Mm-hmm. So. I would like to to have good time management. And to speak to this, I just want to give a quick shout out and praise my wife because you even you even said it this morning. Yeah, I was looking at her little at her little desk. Yeah, she has a desk where where we're recording at, and she has a notebook with like everything, everything like Tuesday list of things with little check box on the side, mm-hmm. and I'm in like very detailed, and I'm like, yo, that's very commendable. It's, it, it is, bro. It's something to admire and to imitate. That, yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm, I, I do want to praise her because she does definitely help me out a lot when it comes to time management, but she also pushes me to be a more uh, organized person with time. Mm-hmm. Like she says, okay, pull out your phone, you're doing a to-do list, and this is what has to get done this week. She right. doesn't even tell me what it is that needs to get done. She says, what do you have to do this week? Right. If you don't write it down, you will not do it. Mm-hmm. It's like I made a video the uh, the other day where um, it's about the same thing. We have to stop pre-ordering our failure. 
Like, we sabotage your future. You know if somebody's giving you important information, just take your phone out and write it down. Yeah. Don't say you'll, you're going to remember it. No, you're not. You're definitely not going to remember it. If you get out of work and you need to pump gas, do not say I'll pump gas in the morning. You're sabotaging your day. Literally. You, we all been there. Yeah, yeah. Like, now you're doing 90 on a 45, endangering everyone else's life because you're late now. You hit the snooze button one more time, you're going to be on the unemployment line. Yeah. So, it's those things that I'm saying. Like, uh, not that I do any of that anymore, thank God. Yeah. But basically, it's, it's really like those little things. It's like, yeah. okay... I have to stand up and do this. I have to uh, block out time to make sure that I get it done. And mm-hmm. I also have to make sure that I work within the time frame I give myself. Yeah. So time management has really always been a bit of an issue for me, but I believe that it is a quality of a good husband because that way I can dedicate more time to my family, mm-hmm. more time to things that matter, more time to relaxing that we don't really do as men. That's we don't. We don't give ourselves, like you were saying yesterday, like, I'm going to go home now. I'm just going to sit and watch some TV because I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. And it's like, we really need to give ourselves some relaxed time. It's not just work, pay bills, work, pay bills, work, pay bills. Exactly. So uh, if you're a husband out there that's listening to this, specifically to the husbands, I know that women also, you know, do the same, but specifically to the providers of men that are within that category, give yourself some grace. Um, spend some time relaxing. And set yourself up so that you can afford to spend some time relaxing. Yes, sir. So there's that. So once again, guys, today we have a Q&A episode. Uh, Q&A. It's, these are honestly, I'm telling you, these are my favorite episodes. <laughs> if for whatever reason, this show becomes nothing but Q&A, then... Hey, man, people have questions. Yeah, man. I, I, that'd be totally okay with me. It's good to be curious, because if you're not curious, you make... Us, you make your own narrative. Exactly. And and you know what? I feel like uh, these questions that are asking, a lot of people might find them a little bit trivial. Like, what do you mean? Why, why are you asking that? Mm-hmm. But number one, you never know what a person's situation is. Exactly. You never know how, uh, what's the word? Psychologically tied they are to a situation that they can't see outwardly. Like They can't see from an outward perspective. And they need another opinion. So... I'm going to start reading these, and uh, let's talk about the first one, okay? This was actually a question that was asked to me on a live that I did, and I saved it. It says, and I did clean it up a little bit, my man keeps asking me for money and won't get a job. Says he's working on a business idea. It's been months and nothing gets better. We are not married. What should I do? Uh, leave. Leave? Yeah. Leave. You're not tied to this, man. You didn't make a commitment or a vow before a judge, before a priest, before God. Yeah. There's nothing really tying you down to this, man. Um, Like I said one time, the sixth secret love language is security. That's true. And as a woman, if you are the one that's being the provider, which that's totally okay if you want to provide, but at the same time, if... I don't think that's okay, but that's just my my prerogative, you know. Well, not be the main provider is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, just not, not hold that whole weight on your shoulders because then you are turning into into masculine territory. Mm-hmm. But 
every woman wants to feel secure. So if if your boyfriend, this boyfriend at the you know that you're with, yeah, stop, don't call him your man. That's your boyfriend. That's your for, boyfriend first and foremost. And I think you should just leave because and and I commend you for believing him because I'm pretty sure him starting a business, you were probably like at the time, yeah, go for it. I commend you for believing in him, but if there is no progress going whatsoever, yeah, uh, either have a talk with him about it. Or you gonna have to pack your bags. Yeah. So when when or she asked me, or when, have him pack his when, bags. When she asked me this question on the live, it was a little bit more like, for example, she said, "I asked, okay, what does he use the money for? Is he investing in the business?" Mm-hmm. She says, "No, he's a betting man. Mm. So he's taking money that she works for." And and here's the thing: I'm assuming that she does very well for herself. Why do you assume that? Because if you give your man money. Just because he asked for it, and he bets that money, loses the money, and you still give it give it to him again, mm-hmm. then I'm assuming that he's that you do kind of good for yourself. Okay, I do not care how well you're doing for yourself in the situation, at all. I do not care if you are giving men or giving a man money and he's not doing anything smart with that. He's wasting your time. And your money. And he's wasting his time. And you are reinforcing his laziness. Yeah. You're conditioning him to say, okay, you know what? As long as there's handouts to go around, I'm going to ask for him. Yeah. Right? So in this situation, I would definitely say you should leave that man or at least give him an ultimatum. If he, if you love him, right, and there's any glimmer of love in there for him as from him to you, which I don't know. Yeah. Like, if that man, I'm going to tell you right now, tell that man that he if he does not have seven job applications submitted by tomorrow, he's out. So, in my opinion. The whole betting thing, that's obviously an addiction. It is. It can be. And addiction or vices are very hard to break. Yes. So, let's jump into that. And they are just, they are signs of... A man or a person who is not, who has no self-control and no discipline. Right. So, as people who have been addicted to certain things in our past, I've been a betting man. I have bet money on sports a few times. Right. Not big money, but it is my own money. Yeah. And there's nothing there, man. You never win. No. You never win. So, as a man, if he's listening or maybe you want to show him this episode or whatever... I think it's important for him to, like Manny said, look inward and realize that, bro, you have, number one thing, let's commend the fact that you have aspirations to want to do a business. Right. But you have to, like Manny said, look inward and realize that you're wasting your time and money by betting. How, but here's the thing. We have to be very realistic with these. Yeah. With what we're saying. Number one. Betting is absolutely an addiction. Yeah. Gambling, whatever you want Gambling, to call it. Gambling, you know. You, since you are not his wife, I want I want to be very clear on this. Since you're not his wife, you have no obligation to tie yourself to this man's addiction. And you have no obligation to see it through mm-hmm. that he overcomes this addiction. Right? That sounds kind of cold-hearted, bro. No, no. Listen to what I'm saying. There are certain things, like when, when you get married, 
my wife and I were talking about this the other day. When you get married, you sign up to take care of the other person's trauma. Mm-hmm. And they sign up to take care of yours. Mm-hmm. If you have daddy issues, now we got daddy issues. Because we got to work with each other here. Until, if he doesn't see you as a wife for certain things, he should not see you as a wife at all. Which is why I keep saying, stop giving wife privileges to men who don't want to call you their wives. Yeah, I think I think we work, as humans, we work way too much to just be wasting money. Yeah, and we, we work backwards, bro. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, this man, I'm pretty sure, gave signs of being, uh, because to me, I, I know that he has an issue and I want to be as gracious as possible. However, I don't want to sugarcoat things. This man is a deadbeat. Because he is at home all day. He's quote-unquote working on a business idea, which what are you working on if it's been months and you have no progress? Yeah. You're asking for money, and the money that you're asking for does not even go into the business idea that you have. It goes into... Your addiction. It goes into gambling. Yeah. You know? So at this point, you have to be responsible. Like, how bad do you want to break out of this addiction? Sister, listen, if he does not want to break out of it, nobody's going to get him out of that. Nope. Nobody. He's the first and only variable that has to get to work. Now, if he is willing to break out of it, that is still not a journey that you have to embark on with him. Nope. You can leave and say, you figure that out. And then once you're ready, if I am still available, maybe we can give this another go. Yep. The bare minimum is employment. Mm -hmm. The bare minimum. It literally is. I have asked this question many times, and it really sucks, the fact that I have asked this question even once. Why do women keep giving unemployed brothers opportunities? What are y'all two going to do? Sit around and count all the money you don't have? Is that what the activity is for the weekend? Women just try to, and people in general, like, because it goes both ways. I see a lot of times men, unfortunately, they give husband privileges to women who... Don't have nothing going on, and I think I think it's the I think it's that savior mentality a little bit, where but, you wanna you wanna you wanna save that person. And I talk I, I spoke about it one time in a, in, a, in a TikTok, and there, there's there's like five of those type of people. Yeah, there's like rebel, and there's like a whole bunch of other things. But one of them specifically was more in the nurturing side, and it's like we become somebody's savior. Yeah, where we want them to progress, and it's mainly because of us. But in the long run, that ends up turning on itself because then you become the sole provider for this person. Yeah. You become more of a caregiver than a partner. You know what's really interesting about that? Go ahead. That is mainly women who do that. Yeah. Because just like men have it like encoded in our DNA to be providers, Mm -hmm. women have it encoded in their DNA to be nurturers. To be nurtured, yeah. And then the, the, the sad thing is that this is a beautiful design. That is supposed to make family work, mm-hmm. but then adverse situations kind of pervert that and make it make us use it in a format that's not supposed to be used. Like you're not supposed to be nurturing a man that's not protecting you, mm. right? I like that. And men, listen to me, you're not supposed to be protecting women who do not nurture you. You're not supposed to. I'm looking to the camera right now. You're not supposed to be protecting women who don't nurture you. And women, you're not supposed to be nurturing men who do not protect you. We have to give ourselves a fighting chance here for a happy relationship. So the name for this that I have here now is called The Project. Look at Oscar pulling out the notes. It's called The Project. And it, it does go, like you said, to the nurturing side. And it kind of, like I, like I have it right here, it's kind of like an ego boost. Yeah. Because it makes you feel like 
like you're competent and in control. So sometimes maybe this might not be the case for this this lady. Yeah. But many times we feel we feel pride when somebody needs us. Yeah. And That's we, true. And we feel and like I said, we feel competent. We feel like okay, this person cannot survive the world without me. Mm-mm. So now we take on we take on that role of savior, we take on that role of nurturer and and um caregiver. But like I said before, like in the long run, like in the long term, which is what we're here for, mm-hmm. it just it's gonna turn on itself because one, like you always say, you're you're enabling that. Yeah, and it's a it's a load that you don't want to carry forever. Right, and here's the thing: this man is basically a gold digger at this point, right? If you're if you're just using her for her money, which is something that I completely go against when women do it too, especially yeah. when women do it. So I can't just give this man a free pass because he's a guy. No. You have to be fully invested here. Because the, the goal at the end is for a marriage. Exactly. And I feel like this man has given you enough glimpse into what a marriage with him would look like. Because they live together. Mm. And if this is how he's acting before he's a husband, who who tells you who, that you're gonna that he's going to be a good husband when you get married? Things a ring doesn't is not a magical ornament that doesn't change anything. Which we always go back to dating in itself is it's like the it's like the bridge that leads to that. You yeah. know what I mean? So dating in itself is when you really do figure out if this person and you should make it to the promised land as you know. Yeah. It's quote unquote. Yo, those those cola mints? Yeah. You got another one? No. Dang. I might, but I would have to get up. Nah, it's all right. Stay here. Anyway. So so yeah, like and it's okay, like, I get it, maybe you've been with this person for a long time, and maybe you don't want to hurt them, but at the same time... You're hurting yourself. Yeah, it's like they always say, like, you always got to look for number one. And in this and in this scenario, I don't mean it in a very selfish way. I mean it like, you got to look out for yourself. No, in a way that if you don't put yourself ahead of this, because mm-hmm. you don't have any kids, you did say she doesn't have any kids. If you don't put yourself in a position that you belong, this is never going to work. Yeah, and at the end of the day, this man was just going to turn into a liability. More yeah, than exactly. In my opinion, if if this is if this is not resolved by him, this is a non-salvageable situation. Mm-hmm. If he because I feel like at this point, a break from each other is mandatory because this brother needs to heal. If if he really does have because let's let's be honest, it might not be an addiction. I don't think he needs to heal. I think he just needs to keep himself on a, on a leash. No, yeah, but what I'm saying is like I don't. We can say it's an addiction, and it might be, but it might not be an addiction. It might just be that he's a Debbie who uses her for her money and likes to bet. Maybe, he, yeah. He might be, you know, one day he bets, and the other day he's in Buffalo Wild Wings while she's wondering what's what's going to be for dinner. She's working, and he's not doing anything in the home. Mm-hmm. So at this point, cut your losses. Take some time for yourself. I would leave again. Since you're not married, you have the ability to. If he never saw you as a wife, then you should not see him as a husband. Boom. Snapple facts. So that's question number one. Question number dos. My husband cheated on me. Yeah, yeah. My husband cheated on me. I want to forgive and go back to how things were, but I'm not sure I can. Any advice? I'm going to say the ACL analogy. I love that analogy. Go ahead. So, you want to go back to how things were. I don't see that being possible. Slight chance. 
And when I say the ACL analogy, it basically means there's a basketball player. We all know him, Derrick Rose, and many athletes, whatever. You're an athlete, you tear your ACL. That's one of the most delicate one of those the most delicate injuries you can have. Yeah. Literally make or break your career. Career ending injury. You can go through the therapy. You can go through the rehabilitation. And there's a lot of work that has to go into that. A lot of work has to go into that. And you come back. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to be the same player you were before you got injured. Nope. In fact, it even guarantees that you're not going to be the same player you were. You might not even play. But that's a decision that you make. Mm-hmm. The doctors tell you you're at 100%. But that's up to you if you want to continue playing. You know, now, the, you might see glimpses of what used to be there, but... It's not the same. It's not the same. And to add to that analogy, a lot of the reason why maybe sometimes these career-ending injuries are actually career-ending is because it also takes a psychological toll on you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... Let's say that you are restored 98 99%. That's the muscle that's restored. Yeah. But you remember your mind is telling you that you're not. It's still telling you that you're down. I remember I I fractured my uh my knee uh a while back. I was in like in the second grade. I fractured my knee and I remember my knee was fine and I was still limping. Cause I didn't want to like because you didn't trust it. Exactly. So here's why that is such a good analogy. If you forgive a cheater with the intention of things going back to how they used to be. Which is an expectation already. Exactly. That's not going to happen. Imagine if you break glass, you put it back together, you're still going to see the cracks. There's a silver lining here. When you put glass back together, it makes a mosaic. It could still be a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It could still be something to look at and to be admired. You know. However, it takes a lot of work, and you're going to cut your fingers putting that glass back together. You're gonna take. It's gonna take some time. Some piece, some pieces are not gonna fit back how they used to, and you're gonna be missing some pieces at the end of the day. Now, with that being said, I am not against somebody forgiving a cheater. Me either. I'm not. I'm an advocate for second chances. To Me too. Be honest. I'm an. I'm a, especially if it was like a slip up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a. Which, we're gonna have to touch touch on that though. Okay. Because slip ups is something. I don't know the context of it. I don't know how the cheating happened. Maybe it mm-hmm. could have just been a text message because people think cheating is a different thing. could have been text messages. It would have been maybe something more emotional, maybe something yeah. physical. But I always think if it's if it's something maybe like sex, for example. Right. A lot goes into sex. A lot does, yes. You can't just... If, like, if you really think about the process that leads to you being in the bed and you being in somebody mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or on somebody, yeah, you have a lot to think about in the meantime that you taking all the clothes off. So at that point, I do think that there's a point of no return, though. I feel like for some people, it could be right before they go into it. For some people, it's like as soon as they leave the club with that person, that's it. They're not going back. But the action is still there. Right. But here's the thing. For some people, for example, for me. Okay. If I am married and I'm out in a place where I shouldn't be in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm. Somebody shows interest in me. Mm-hmm. As soon as we leave together, I have automatically been unfaithful. You're setting yourself up, yeah. No, not even setting myself up. For me, that and going into the bed with that person. Same thing. Same thing. Because I made the choice to not be faithful to my wife. Because infidelity isn't an action of sexual pleasure. No. It's everything that leads up to that too. Mm-hmm. For example, 
a lot of people think I'm a little bit too straight edge or hard edge with this. I do not have any friends that are women that my wife doesn't know. That's a, that's that is an incredibly easy thing for me to say because I am not interested in promoting the the side of evil. Number one, mm-hmm. the Bible actually says to avoid that the appearance of evil. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, make sure that you're not giving any bad impressions. And that doesn't mean that every female that approaches has the intention has the intention, or there's even the, that I have the intention with everyone. There's women who who there's women that are, that aren't in my life. Yeah, that you you guys are cool. You guys are cool to hang out with. You guys exactly. are cool to talk to. It doesn't mean that everything has to be. But it's like I always say: you, as a man, you have to keep yourself on a short leash. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that oh, I can't do anything. No, it just means that you recognize your weakness and you recognize that you shouldn't be put in a situation. Precisely the way that I see this, man. This is marriage is such a drastic thing. Okay, such a drastic thing. And if you do not have the what it takes to to make drastic decisions to protect your marriage. Mm-hmm. then you are going to have a difficult time. Mm-hmm. So your peace is worth protecting no matter what. The peace of the home is something that many people do not have. So it is worth going out every way, making drastic rules. What, well, what people appear or think to, think to uh, associate as drastic. Mm-hmm. Because for me, saying that all of my friends are my wife's friends too, because mm-hmm. it's not just the women, it's the men too. Yeah. All of the friends that I have, are my wife's friend. We have a very neat circle. And and, the, and there's respect there because many times, let's say when you're at work, mm-hmm. if I was to come over here to hang out with Carmen, I text you. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm going to, I'm going to your house. Or, or yo, bro, uh, Carmen needs me to take her somewhere because yeah. I have the car. Like, that is such a privilege that many people don't have. And same thing with your wife. Like, the same exact relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many people can't even trust their spouses with that much? But since we're all friends, all of our friends are the same people, then that kind of adds an extra layer of trust, which let me tell you something, trust is a very scarce currency in marriages. Because at least I know that if if you're doing something wrong and I don't keep you in check, my wife might keep you in check. Exactly. That's exactly how it goes. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. Like, I can trust my wife enough. And you can, it goes back and forth with that. Now, going back to this point here, like Manny just said it, it's absolutely reasonable to work for forgiveness. Trying to forgive, trying to go back to the past seems like a moot point. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna just bring that expectation down to zero. It is not going to happen. I will tell you this, though. You might have a much more engaging relationship after this forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that it's going to be worse. Yeah, and I don't want you to think that, I don't want you to have the mentality of, why even try then? Exactly. Like, we don't want you to think, oh, it's not going to be the same. It's, no, it might be even better. In the, in the sense that now, he is way more, you know, aware. He has your happiness as a priority. Mm-hmm. He knows what he can or can't do. Mm-hmm. What, what's not going to be the same ever is the level of trust. Yeah. Like, I always say, he doesn't get to say, why do you want my phone anymore? Or why are you asking where I'm going? Exactly. He doesn't get to question you on that. Yeah. Because you know why I'm asking you. Like, right now, I love you, but I don't have the ability to trust you fully. Exactly. And I do believe in redemption. I do believe in restoration. And eventually, you might be able to trust him. But still, to the not, not to the point where he could just do whatever and you will never question him. I would love for us to one day, or maybe... In the future or whatever, for instead of getting these questions from women, mm-hmm. 
have a man be like, I cheated. Yeah, How I, do I get I, back in? I actually did have one of those. You should have done that one, bro. I should have done it. I know. I know. I mean, we still can if I can find it. But, but because it's so... We're getting the question from the person that received it. Yeah. And when the person that needs to do the changing is the person that did it. Exactly. And it 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 I don't know how much his wife her um her husband respects her enough to take her word or mm-hmm. pain because some men are where some men are some men are very self aware and they know what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And they don't need another man to tell them you did wrong. Exactly. They don't need another they don't need their own wives to be like you messed up. They are that self aware that they do it on themselves. So I love these questions because we do try to help, but as the person, as the victim, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do. Right. Because you feel the pain, you show the pain, you you let them know that there is pain there. Yeah. But it's only it's only how much that person loves you that will allow them to see if it's a change that they need to do or if it's like, oh, I just slip up. She's not going anywhere. That exactly. alone is my soul forgiveness. Yep. That's true. I feel like the pain in itself is such a, an important thing to acknowledge. It's like, look them in the eye like, yo, you hurt me. Like, literally lay it down. Like, like this you is... made me feel like you didn't care about me. Mm-hmm. You took another woman's pleasure before you accounted for my happiness. Mm-hmm. You destroyed what we, what we built up, and it's never going to be the same again. These are things that have to be said. Yeah. Now, from that point on, if forgiveness is still on your mind, which, by the way, let me put it this way. Always forgive. Always. Even if you don't go back to that person. Mm-hmm. Always forgive. Because forgiveness is more for you than it is for them. Forgive, forgiveness is what frees you. Exactly. Because if you keep that th- that harbored in, not only are you never going to have a good relationship with him ever again, anything that you engage in, you're never going to have a happy relationship. Mm-hmm. Forgive him. Okay? Now, as to going back with him, I think therapy is mandatory. Yep. At this point, find a good, in my opinion, I always say find a good pastor that has a degree in counseling. Don't just go to any church because a lot of these churches be telling you the worst things. Oh, yeah, forgive him because that's what the Bible says. No, 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 no. Facts. No. Tell him. Tell him. We're, we're not doing that. Yes, the Bible says a lot of things. But there's context behind certain things. There's a, per, a proper protocol behind certain things. And there's also autonomous decisions behind, behind certain things. You get to decide. Mm-hmm. You get to act upon how you believe is best for you because this man didn't do it for you. So now what? You have to, what, cease fire? That's it? Put your hands out? No, 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 no. You Go to somebody. If, if you cannot find a good pastor that has, uh, you know, that is accredited for couples therapy or counseling, then the next step would be go to a good marriage counselor that has, you know, some sort of, at least some sort of faith background. Because the thing is, a lot of these people are going to encourage you to just leave. Yeah. And that's not where I want to drive this conversation at all. Go to somebody that's going to encourage you to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But also to take into account your happiness. Yep. If this man didn't do it, you have to do it for yourself. I'm telling you, this is if you decide to stay. Do not stay because you want things to be how they used to be. Exactly. They, they are not going to. Nope. And there's one more thing. You know what? I'll leave this for the other one. The other question? Yeah. For the other other cheater, because there's a there's a man who did cheat. And um let me see if I find it here. 
If not, I'll just paraphrase it because I, I kind of remember it. And I think I think it's important to, in I think it's important to enjoy the process. And I and I hope I hope that I hope that she maybe shares this with her with her husband. Yeah. Because all like all we want to do, we're like we're not here perfect, and all we want to do is just restore marriages. I don't know I, if there if it's a slip up. I don't, I have I have no doubt in my mind that this man probably loves you. Yeah. He most likely does if he again asks your hand for marriage. But there, there has to be an inward look, and there has to be a change, and you have to see the change before you make any big decision. Right. And maybe you can move with proximity on this. Maybe you don't have to live with this person for a while, yeah. be away. But it has to be intentional. It has to be also with within your healing, and it has to. He has to also see that you're not there anymore. Yeah. So that way, it kind of his like change clicks. isn't influenced mm-hmm. by by you by you. You can see the changes that he's made, maybe in how he treats other people, maybe in the way he expresses himself. Maybe if you're not there, he can. You can see the changes because he's now looking for you. He's now seeking you. Exactly, it's gonna be like a true character change. That's what you're looking for. Exactly. And mel- melanated nail queen. If you have a question, go ahead. Ask right away. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't really find that other question, man. But it's cool. Yeah, we'll leave it for another day. I still got it. Uh, I do have a third question here. You want to wait for... Um... Well, she can ask it, and well, we can go doing okay. this one. It says, it is from a man, okay? I don't feel like my wife respects me, doesn't see me as a man. What are the chances that this is my fault, and what can I do to fix it? First and foremost, I applaud your self-awareness here. And your vulnerability to share this? Yep, absolutely. Um... This is a tough situation for any man to be in. It is resolvable. Mm-hmm. It is very tough, though. Um, first and foremost, I have always said, if your wife doesn't see you as a leader, it's probably because you're not that good of a leader. It's not... Give it to him raw, huh? It's not... Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's, it's not across the board, but definitely, if your wife does not see you as a good leader, it's probably because you're not doing a good job at leading. If you don't set a good example to follow, then why? Then what are they going to follow? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So when you say, "What are the chances this is my fault?" It's a pretty high chance it's your fault. Yeah, you and know? and I don't want to take it to again because you know I like moving with a lot of grace. I like showing love, yeah. and it might not be your fault in the sense of why you're not like that. Yeah, maybe you didn't have a good role model in your life to show you how to be a leader. Maybe the ones right. that you have had are have been terrible leaders, so mm-hmm. you just don't know how to go about it. Exactly. So I think uh, again, like you said, it's important that he acknowledge that he his you know that how he feels, mm-hmm. and I think I think that the best way to approach it as a man is to try to seek out good role models. Yeah, and and educate yourself on how to be. A good leader. Uh, yeah. So, and a better husband. So Manny said, Johan, I like to disagree. There are too many m- women who don't know how to respect men. Remember that question, women's expectation of men. So mm. he- here's where I'm going. I-, I like this, but here's what I'm saying. I like this too. Go ahead. It's true. There are way too many women who don't know how to respect a man. Why did you marry her, though? That That's that's my entire point. You you can see the 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 red flag from the beginning. Even before you got married to her, because this is his wife who does not respect him, mm-hmm. right? If she was just a disrespectful human being to begin with, then that was never somebody that you should have united with. There's so many factors to this. So so many. So many. And 
as I would love to touch on a lot of them. I I'm I have way too much I have way too good of a heart to to and to Manny's point it is true and I know exactly where he's coming from and it could be the case that maybe he's he is the best man that he can be right at the time because he hasn't unlocked he hasn't recognized or unlocked the potential that he that he can be better right and many times it can be deceitful maybe many times during the boyfriend stage the get to know stage you see somebody and it's like you don't really see the red flags as much yeah. But that's why it's important to ask the important questions. Exactly. And you have to have some sort of discernment here. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of it is like, okay, one thing is what I'm seeing, but another thing is like, what is really going on behind the, the curtains here? And that's why it's also important to not only, when you start to date somebody or get to know somebody, it's not only just important to see how you, they treat you, but you have to, and you're not a detective here, but you got to find out how they treat other people. Yeah. You got to see how they are around their friends around their family because I, before you came along they were the closest thing to her before you yeah that's true how do they move around their family exactly and that's very important even as simple as how do you treat the the person serving you at a restaurant exactly it's, it's those little like giveaways it's those little because giveaways. here's the thing the beautiful thing about being inauthentic it's very hard and difficult to keep up mm-hmm. so eventually there is going to be a slip up we have to count on that now, with that being said, you have to give yourself a bit of a, you know, you, you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. For example, in the house, I always use this as an example. What needs to get done? These are questions, by the way. Like, if you're listening to this, I want to, I want you to see these more as questions as rather... Accusatory. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, am I doing these things? Precisely. In the house, are there things that need to be done? Things that your wife has asked you to do and you have not done it. Is that going on? Mm-hmm. At your job, are you able to provide? If you are not able to provide, do you have the capability of moving to a place, not like lo- relocate, mm-hmm. but going to a different job or acquiring skills that are, that are going to make you a better provider? Right. Number three, are you somebody with ambition? The most unattractive quality trait in a man is lack of ambition. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans or do you plan on staying in the same factory throwing boxes for, for 15 years? I'm not saying there's anything dishonorable. No. And working uh, a nine to five or, or seven to seven, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not because I've done it. I've done it too. We, we all have. However, if it's not cutting it, if it's not enough and you lack ambition, you lack, you know, any sort of aspirations for the future, that is going to manifest in your wife not seeing you as a man that God designed you to be. Exactly. You know, so there's that. Number four, how do you treat your wife? It's really easy for us to say, my wife doesn't respect me. But did you open any doors that led into that? Did you go into any, um, did you go into any suspicious territory that kind of made her second guess whether or not she should have seen you as this man? Does she regret marrying you? Now, although that is a good point, because you said discernment, because you said all these things, I do not think that a man that is this self-aware has that fourth one as an issue. He might. He might, but I don't think so. No, here's the thing. We go off a lot of assumptions here. Yeah. We a do. lot. So if he's self-aware enough to ask, I like the fact that he didn't go uh, in an accusatory way towards his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't start accusing exactly. her of being, you know, this disrespectful woman. He basically said, there is a lack of respect for me. For me. And I wonder if it's my fault. I, I really I, I really ask 
him. I want to ask him, bro, have you been moving in the way that a man should be moving? Have you been moving in grace towards your wife? Mm-hmm. Have you been a rock for her? Mm-hmm. Have you failed her in any way that might make her see you this way? Because we've all done it. You know, I've messed up the way that my wife saw me a few times because I wasn't moving the way that a man should. But that was quickly repaired once I was able to fix that. Once right. I acknowledged, yo, it's true. She has every right to to question whether or not I'm here. You know? So are you there presently? Are you there um, emotionally? Right. Are you there for what she needs you to do? Because the Bible says in Tim- the book of Timothy, the man who does not provide is worse than he is. It's like the worst type of person there is. Mm-hmm. It's not just providing money. It's not just providing financial gains. It's not just providing food. Are you providing yourself? Are you providing yourself as a husband? Can your wife count on a man? Like my wife once told me, Johan, I didn't marry somebody to, to pay my bills. I married a husband to be with me. That's a reasonable request. Mm-hmm. How many times has she asked you this? And how many times have you disregarded her? Now, if that's not the case then there's a little bit more deep diving to go to. Now, just a little segue, and but we're going to go back to that point. Yeah. The whole, I want people to know that there's a difference between giving somebody time and giving somebody energy. Yeah. So we can be in the same room. And not be engaging with each other at all. And not be all. engaging with each other at all. Yeah, that's true. Let's just get that out of the way. Now, now that you said that, I want to dive into the possibility that he is this kind of man. Yeah. And his wife just doesn't respect him. That can be a very unfortunate case. So I want him to get both point of views if he's listening. I don't want to just be like, okay, you have to fix this. But also the fact that maybe, just maybe, he has he is a good man, and his wife just she's sees a disrespectful that. person. Yeah. What are we looking at right now, Jada and Will? Yeah. Which I don't I like. Like I said, I I don't like getting invested in celebrity, but from what we can see from the outside. Everybody loved or loved Will Smith. Yeah, the man is a class act. You know, he's he's a lot. He's a lot of things. He's a man. Yeah, and his wife is just going on, seeing how good of a person, how good of a heart he is, he has, and takes that, and uses it for her advantage in a way that emasculates him. In a way that because if 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 she uses it for her advantage, then that's fine. Because, like, you know, I told you guys all the time, if y'all can capitalize on, on anything that I do, go for it. But if you're doing it in a way that damages his image, mm-hmm. like I told Manny, like, I'm mourning the loss of somebody that I looked up to in the past. I can't say I look up to Will Smith anymore. Yeah. I can't. As much as I love him, I can't say that. But you did say something that I haven't ever heard talked about, you know. The outward appearance of that marriage is that he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I have been told repeatedly by many successful marriages, never assume you know what's happening in a house behind closed doors. Absolutely. Because everybody can appear to be the great person that they are. Mm-hmm. And behind closed doors, they are monsters. I'm not saying that Will Smith is a monster. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what has uh, transpired behind those closed doors, especially in a Hollywood home. Hollywood homes, they just be weird to begin with. They are weird. What happens behind those doors? That we, we just found out that they've been separated for seven years. Do you know how well you have to keep that under wraps, being a Hollywood home, separated for seven years and nobody knows that? 
Yeah. Paparazzi be knowing everything, bro. Paparazzi knows when Jesus is coming back. How about that? They know everything. And then we, we, we have to just sit down and assume that everything... No, no, no. I feel that maybe there was something that led up to the one of two things. Maybe something that happened on his part that led up to her not respecting her because this is not always the case. I didn't see Jada like this in the past. J. Cole wrote a verse about them, so it's it, it, it's for a reason. It just shows that everybody's seen the same thing. Exactly. Or, or number two, maybe Jada never really got over Tupac. Maybe that just never happened. I, I, I said if Uncle Phil was still alive, she wouldn't be acting like this, but I digress. Um, but go, back to... Go, going back to my brother over here. Back to my, my yeah, my, my I guy here. F- I feel like your best bet, bro, your best bet is to start with yourself. Start work, doing the work. Start going over, like tracing back everything. What did I do? What can I do? What have I done bad? And what can I do better? Mm-hmm. And once you fix that, you will either have a wife who saw you put in the effort. Because even here's the beautiful thing about this: even if she is unable to respect them because that she's just that, once she sees the effort, that has the power to change a person's heart. Absolutely. That's number one. But. At the end of everything, even if she does not change, you're still a better man. You're still a better man, like I always say. So, and then you, you know, you do whatever is up to your discretion at that point. Because I, I, I wouldn't want to be in a house where my wife doesn't respect me. Nope. That's that's like the worst thing for a man. In fact, I'm making a video pretty soon about that. It's yeah. about how a man wants to be respected and a woman wants to be protected. And if you do not respect, you will not you will not be protected. And if you do not protect, you will not be respected. There's a lot of these things that are like a full circle point. But with that being said, do that. And at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is you end up with someone who's disrespectful, which you can do whatever you want at that point. Yeah. And you are a much better man because of that. Being being self aware does this thing where I don't like I don't like astrology or none of that stuff. Yeah. But it kind of does this thing where it kind of opens your like a like people say like your third eye. Yeah. Because now you see things you see things a lot more clear. Mm-hmm. Like you have, like you said, you have like when you do the inner work and things like that, and you you fix the things and you're self aware and you look at yourself in the mirror, it kind of opens up this third eye where you have this sense of discernment that it's like okay, now I see the issue. Now I see what's going on for real. Yeah. Now that I am who I am now, she, like you said, two things can go about. She can either change as well because you've influenced her too. Yeah. Or the problem was her all along. Yeah. That's you. You you have to be be able to be discerning. Yeah, and you gotta be open to either or. Don't assume that because you do the in the the change in the inward that that it that's all, it. Yeah, that everything is gonna be fixed. No, and also. Have over conversations. Did you tell her, hey, baby, I feel disrespected? Mm-hmm. You know, many times, many times, we can just have that conversation. They'll tell us straight up. Oh, they, they'll either say, what do you mean I don't respect you? And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It, it could be as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Or because it could be like, you know, he just feels disrespected, not that he is being disrespected. That's what I was going to say because feeling disrespected is more of a he's seeing things. Yeah. Rather than she verbally is like precisely. There's that or besides you know feeling disrespected, it could be they are, hey baby, I I feel like you haven't respected me in a while. She's like, "Yeah, man, well, here's why. I feel like this 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 and that." If she tells you that, you have all the advantage because now you can hold her accountable yep. and say, "Hey, listen. Let's say like 6 7 months down the line, 
hey, look, everything you told me, I worked on it. And if this is the case, you gotta you gotta honor that, and you gotta take that. You gotta take that. You can't get in defensive. No, you can't. You can't get defensive because not every we have an issue where we where we where we take accountability, and we automatically assume that it's an attack. Yeah, it's true. Um, I I really wish men would stop assuming that everything is an attack, especially if it's something that we did. My wife once told me, which is some of the most wise words I've ever heard. She says, Johan, you don't have the right to tell me how to react to something that you did. You can't you can't want to manage yeah. my reaction to your transgression. Exactly. So and it, that's such a profound thing that's true. Like it could I could feel like she's overreacting to something, but it might she might not be overreacting. It might be my pride it that wants be. it to be quiet because <laughs> I acknowledge the fact that I messed up. Yep. And I'm not trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you won't have the, you do not have the ability to manage her reaction to you, to what you did that maybe caused her to disrespect you. But at, with the same token, she does not have the right, if you work on these things that she says, X, Y, Z, listen, I feel like you are not, you're a slob. I feel like you do not take care of me the way that you should. And I feel like you don't make enough money to make this house work, which if she's a wife, she does have the right to say that. I yeah. just want to say that. No, she, she's not a gold digger. She wants a good life. Like, if my wife tells me, hey, babe, I feel like we need to do something, not like demand it, you know, mm-hmm. because if anything, if it's that bad, you can go to work too. But that's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, you do have a bit of leverage there. When she tells you that, say, okay, give me a couple months. I understand. Go to work on everything. Fix that. You come back just like she, just like you don't have the right to tell her how to feel. Now she doesn't have the right to feel that way because you worked on it. And the only thing she might say is, "Well, it took you this long." Well, which that, even then, like you, just, you, you can't take that as mm-mm. still like at that point you can leave if that's if, if it's that bad. If you're not willing to respect me, then you can leave. And at this point, the ball is in her court. Yeah, because respect is it's a choice as well. Yeah, and and I, and I really don't want to like plant the seeds of division in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't approach this like Oscar said defensively. Don't approach this with, you know, uh preconceived notions. Oh, she's going to No, no, no. Openly, "Hey babe, I feel this way. What's going on?" Mm-hmm. She's going to tell you or she's not, and then you can act accordingly on based on that, okay? Yeah. Cuz if you get a defensive, then you're the one who's not respecting her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a few flash questions here. Very real, good ones as real, well. Real quick. Uh, Melanated Nail Queen said, what if the man isn't willing to give transparency after cheating? I know it, uh, I know it should have been there from the beginning. Transparency has it like to where he's going, his phone password, uh, who his friends are. What or maybe, I think maybe it's the fact that maybe he, does, he says half a truth instead of the whole thing. Yeah, but she wouldn't know that though. True. So if she knows that there's lack of transparency, that he's actively still trying to hide stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can go. Where there's no there's no reason to forgive a cheater and go going back with them if they're still going to participate in the same patterns that led them to cheating in the first place. You you don't want to go through this twice. Yeah. Especially with the same person. Yeah, you're still so, playing with the ACO. Yeah, don't 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 engage with that because at the end of the day. It, it can end up sabotaging a really good relationship that you can have in the future. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And uh, last question we got here. I got saved. Let's go. Let's get it. I got saved. My husband has not. 
How can I be submissive to him if he isn't submitted to God? Ooh. Okay, so excellent question. There are two things here. Number one, I believe that uh, a woman submitting to a man, and by submitting, I do not mean doing everything and everything he says. That's not what the word submission means. Nope. It means to trust. To trust his leadership, to listen to him. Does not just mean, oh yeah, do whatever he wants you to do. That is not what that means. And, the, and people have misinterpreted the Bible purposely to manipulate women for centuries because of that. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's not what that means. So, that being said, it is innate in men to want to be leaders. And the reason some men are not is because there's something wrong. There's something psychologically wrong mm-hmm. in there, okay? So, but if you want to be submissive to a man who is not still yet a man of God, the Bible says that, I really don't want to butcher this. It says, number one, women don't leave your husband just because you got saved and he didn't. There's mm-hmm. a mandate not to leave him. Mm-hmm. Number two, it also says that because of her, because of the way that she moves in, in, in grace, because of the way that she moves operating in the, the, the ways of God, that will bring him to the feet of Jesus. To the feet of Jesus. Like you, let, let me say it this way. If you work and operate in, in obedience to the, to the word of God, you are this man's best shot of being saved. No. I want to acknowledge something. Mm-hmm. Because I always say two things can be true. Yeah. The only problem I see her saying is that he's not a man of God. He can be a good man, though. Right. He can be a good man. So, with that being said, I think in a situation like this, it's important to... He can still be a good leader. Yeah. He can still be a good leader in the means... But if you are saved, it is important that also it's saved. It's, it's a It's a... It's something that's necessary. Exactly. You, you want to be, you want to align with somebody who sees, has the same beliefs as you, has the same vision, and for above all else, is an obedient man of God. Exactly. Because then that just means that he can be even an even better husband. Yeah, I have a, a really, um, this is a personal view that I have. You can be the best leader, but if you lack submission to God, you're not going to be the best leader. That's the one thing that, yeah. that separates good leaders from the best leaders. Mm-hmm. With that being said, with that being said, uh, keep working, operating in, in in love towards your husband, towards God, doing God's will first. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray, pray, pray about him. Exactly. And remember, just because you're his wife does not mean that everything that he says has to be done. For example, if he is asking you to participate in something that goes directly against your faith. Yes. Just un- understand your main alliance is to God. Mm-hmm. That is your biggest alliance. If my wife asks me to do something that goes against what we believe in, it is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You have to stand her ground. And for example, it could be something really so, hey, babe, listen, uh, let- let's say that you want to go out to the club tonight, right? You can still go. Yeah, that's not a problem. Maybe, maybe stay away from it for a little bit if that's like a really, really big stumbling block for you. Stay away from it. But when you're a little bit more mature in the faith, and you're like, okay, we can go have a good time. You can even have a few drinks. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If he wants you, like, oh, let's get hammered. You know, that's a, that's not an activity you can participate in. That is not something that you can. Or let's do. invite somebody else into this. Exactly. These are activities. We're, we're not assuming that you do no weird stuff. Okay. No, no. Uh, we're just saying that there are certain activities that compromise your faith, mm-hmm. and you don't want to participate in those things. So if you go about those things and say, you know, respectfully declining, like, mm-hmm. hey, baby, you know, listen, 
I just don't feel... If he's a loving man, he'll understand. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. If he at least fears God. It doesn't have to be Christian, but if he at least fears God. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, baby, listen, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I know we used to, but I'm really trying to, you know, get right with God. Mm-hmm. And you can even slip that in there. And I, I, I need you to help me here. Mm. I, I need you to be the man that God wants you to be. Ooh, that's all you got to do. And when a, man, when a man hears that you believe that he can be the man that he, mm-hmm. God wants him to be, that right there is just pushing him towards the throne yep. of God. It's just inching him towards God. Yep. And then, eventually, you're going to hear the testimony, I'm here by the grace of God and by the persistence of my, my wife. wife. Ooh, that is everything. Was that really necessary? Those, yes. Those sound of, okay, fine, it was necessary. But yeah, but yeah, that's all you have to do. Pray, pray, pray for, for that man. He loves you. I hope he does. The fact that you're even uh, wanting to be submissive to him does tell me that he loves you and mm. you're willing to listen to him. And, uh, you know, just stand your ground when it comes to your faith. Okay? Uh, Tiffany says, thank you for those jewels. Absolutely. Um, We're here to serve. And Manny did say something very important. Okay? I would advise you and encourage you not to take God's place in trying to convert him. Mm-hmm. You are not the Holy Spirit. The only one who can convince of sin is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That is the Holy Spirit's job. It happened with you. You cannot do that for him. Okay? You can be the perfect example of what a Christian should be. Yes. Maybe he has really terrible examples of what a Christian should be. And maybe that's why he doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't want to get saved. However, however, if you walk in the way that the Bible wants you to walk, it will serve as an excellent map as to how to get to God. Mm-hmm. That's that. But do, but please refrain on trying to like pressure him into converting. Because yeah. that, that's either going to work out terribly for you or it's going to turn into a false conversion. But at the end of the day, just keep your, like as an individual, keep your eyes on God at all times. Because number one, without God, nothing is possible. That's two. Yeah. And number two, nothing can ever go wrong from continuing the narrow path that we are, that we is presented to us to follow. Exactly. Because that, that's how it's said. And as much as you, you know, you love this man, and of course we all want our loved ones to get saved. You know, like Manny said, like, it's not, it's not your job. It's not, all you can do is pray, encourage, hey, babe, you know, we, sun, it's Sunday, you want to go to church with me? Don't be like, oh, let's go to church. No. Exactly. Would you like to come to church with me? Precisely. Just like, things like that. And when, you, and when you're done, just be like, hey, I learned this new thing at church. Yeah, exactly. Share it with him. That's and, all it is. And even, you know, you can make a day out of it. Like, hey, babe, let's go to, let's go to church and we can go have breakfast afterwards. We can have a nice day about it. There's so many ways to go about this in a gentle, loving, and mm-hmm. caring way. I really like this question. I really do. I do too. We do, I feel like we don't get a lot of um, a lot of Christians on here. Yeah, a lot. Of, well, we do actually, but we get a lot of um. There's not a lot of faith based questions, and mm-hmm. those are difficult sometimes. They really are, because I know a lot of couples that are like this. Like, for example, my my uh, for in DR, my pastor's mom was the first one to convert, mm-hmm. and then all of their kids, and her husband was the last one. And it, it took years. Like, I'm talking, this this guy had grandkids, and he still wasn't trying to go, you know. But it was the the love and solidarity from the whole family that kind of, like, t- turned towards the guy. He's like, it was undeniable at that point. He's like, no, this is, like, the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I do wish the best for you. And uh, Melanated Nail Queen, she did say that uh, for the, the cheater with the lack of transparency, he said he that his his phone is um is private, 
and it is not transparency, it's control. I have always said there's no such thing as privacy in a marriage. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as... Because at this point, that's not privacy, that's secrecy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if there was anything private to me before I got married, now it's private to us. Right. And if you don't want to participate in that, then marriage is not for you. You, if you want to be sneaky, if you want to be like, "Oh, this is for me, and this is this is my space," I think he's just giving he's 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 just giving very direct signs that that he's still engaging. That he's scheming. Yep, I'm I'm telling you, it's if it looks like it's red, it's red. It's, it it, it's Clifford. It, exactly. It's <laughs> if it looks like a red and it, if it's red and it barks, it's, it's not Snoopy. It's yeah. Clifford. Come it, on now. It's not Blue's Clues. It's it's a big red dog. It's, it's not Bluey. You give yourself some chances here. You know, give yourself a fighting chance for your happiness. You need to be aware of what this man is doing. And this that's like high school stuff, bro. It is like oh, this is my phone, son. The factor of you love this man, and I'm sure you would love to continue a relationship with this man. You have to be, you have to be, um, how do I say this? You have to be, you have to care more about yourself and love yourself more to not put yourself in the situation and want to continue this. No yeah. matter how much you love this man, how, how long it's been, if you already had names for your babies, if you already thought you had, was going to have grandkids, there has to be. Unless you're willing to put up with it for the rest of your life, which I doubt it because otherwise you wouldn't be it's here. It's going to be a miserable life, though. It's going to be a miserable life, you know. And it's just a conversation to be had. And it, there isn't much legroom to really look at options besides either leave or we got to be honest, open, and transparent about this. Because what are we doing? Yeah. It, listen. Y'all have seen men who go above and beyond for their wives that make sure that there's no stone left unturned, that there's no shadows in their homes, that everything is light, transparent, and visible. Exactly. You, as a woman, deserve nothing less than that. Nothing less. Why should Why shouldn't you? Why don't you deserve it? Exactly. Like, you deserve nothing less than a man that's willing to be as open and, as open and transparent with you as possible. Exactly. That is, there is no in between here. Either you're honest with me or you're not. The truth shall set you free. Boom. And I feel like that's a great note to end this live on. Ooh. And uh, I appreciate all of y'all for your questions. Excellent conversations. Excellent engagement today. Um, we will be back again next week. And uh, anything, any wrapping statements, Oscar? No, I just want to say I appreciate everybody who is on the live, everybody who's listening. If you guys want to engage more with us, uh, we do have an Instagram at underscore stay uncomfortable pod. And you guys can go follow that. I'm going to, before we end the live, I want to write it here. Okay. If I have some time. So yeah, go ahead. So I'm just going to say for those, um, it is underscore stay uncomfortable P O D P like Papa O like Oscar D like Delta. That is a phonetic alphabet for those of you who do not know. I had to learn that. For work purposes. Anyway, stay uncomfortable. P-O-D. It's underscore stay uncomfortable P-O-D on Instagram. Go yeah. ahead and follow us. Um, soon we're going to be posting full videos, like these full entire videos on YouTube and on Instagram. And uh, a couple more things. Uh, and once again, if you guys have any questions that you want to send me, 
Send them to at I'm coming in hot on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, I'll definitely get to them. We can definitely start talking about those things. Uh, a lot of fascinating questions. A lot of unfortunate questions. Yeah, and we love you guys for sharing. We really do. I know it, it it's, takes... It's not, it's not easy. Yeah, to be on social media and, you know, post, like, your struggles or anything you've gone through. And we really appreciate you guys' as a question. Yeah. And we try... And at the end of the day, we just try to help you guys to be, number one, have everlasting... Not everlasting. I feel like that's a word only for God. But I feel like just have... Marriages that work. Yeah, lasting relationships. Yeah, lasting Things that work. Relationships, functional relationships. Relationships that add to you. Relationships that add value. Relationships that teach. Relationships that just... That's that's all we want for everybody who asks these questions and everybody who tunes in and listens. Exactly. So that's really all we want for you guys. Uh, with that being said, that's all we have for today. Remember to stay uncomfortable. Love. Peace out.